The Cardinals get a preseason win. Not that big of a deal, right? Or is it? You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Go to the YouTube channel, search Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Um, hit the subscribe button, like, leave a like on the video, turn notifications on so you know when you can see my big dumb face. When new content is put out, I will be with you throughout the remaining of the preseason and all the way through the regular season. It's a safe space. Come hang out. It's going to be fun. I'm going to challenge you. I may piss you off. Um, I'm going to make you laugh. And we're going to talk about the Cardinals. So the Cardinals got a W against the Broncos over the weekend. And yes, it was a preseason game. And yes, it absolutely meant something bigger than that. Not necessarily predicated upon the Cardinals win-loss record in 2023 or what the projection of it will be. But it felt different. And I think anybody that watched the game understands that, or most people, I would think, that it felt different. Clayton Toon, have we seen enough to where he needs to start week one? Um Maybe a TBD, but I'll hit that. And then we'll talk about the rookies a little bit. Saw some good things. So we'll talk about the game. Okay. Um, fine. Talk about the game. But what I really want to talk about is the feeling that I had, that I'm assuming was shared by many, during, from the opening snap on was, oh, yeah, this feels different. The approach feels different. And sure, you could say confirmation bias. Oh, obviously. There's a new head coach, new GM. It's going to be different, blah, blah, blah. The people who say that are the kind of people who will correct you when you say, oh, man, it's such a long night and it's 1 a.m. And they're like, oh, you mean tomorrow? Those are those kind of people. They have a place in this world. Fantastic. I don't want to be in a room with them. <laughs> so it felt different in the way that it felt like an adult football team. The opening offensive drive lasted five plus minutes and they ended up punting on fourth and three in the Broncos in Broncos territory instead of going for it. It's like, well, that was rational. It just felt different. The first series for the defense, Zayvon Collins almost sacks Russell Wilson. They are just punishing the first team offensive line for the Broncos during the first couple of series. Felt different. Felt like they were ready to play. Felt like they were playing with the dog in them. See Nick Rawls on the sideline? Dog. He's got his hoodie game going. Jonathan Gannon looked composed on the sidelines. Drew Petzig called a very conservative offense with Colt McCoy, and then he kind of opened things up a little bit with Clayton too. I'm saying this all to say the game absolutely meant nothing on the field. Win-loss. The comeback from David Blau was great against guy, most guys who are not going to make the roster for the Broncos or a lot of them going for two and getting it. Like, it's not about the win because the win means nothing in the grand scheme of things. But all in all, the way the Cardinals were able to end that game with a win, last regime, it never would have happened. And it does, again, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's a faux NFL game. But if you look at that and you look at years past in the preseason, it just felt 
different. And that's something that is huge because if it felt the same, you'd kind of feel like it felt the same. Now this could, you know, it can massively change in the regular season. And it can be like, well, John McGannon isn't the guy. I just don't, I feel like we would have had some like, oh, aside from his weird, aside from him being a weirdo, which I think is a strength. He's an actual human being. They've kind of just done everything they said they were going to do. Him and Monty Osage for it. So all we can do, all I can do up until this point is take the data given and make an opinion on it. And up until this point, ever since Michael Bidwell fired uh, the last regime, he, football sense only, because he still seems to be a terrible person with employees, et cetera, he, Monty Osborne and Jonathan, Jonathan Gannon have checked all of their proverbial, all of their respective boxes. What more can you ask for? And yeah, again, the win doesn't matter. It, it's great. Okay, fine. But it, again, it, it doesn't matter at all. How they won is interesting. Coming back, you know, last second going for two, it's a great thing. All of that breeds things like Rookie, Paris Johnson Jr., dancing on the sidelines, laughing, smiling. As many moments for young players that can be replicated like that, that's how a culture's changed. That's how things become different. I'm going to continue to mention this, and I have I could talk about this on every podcast because it's true. The Cardinals should be mirroring what the Detroit Lions have done. To the letter. Dan Campbell talked about biting people's kneecaps off in his introductory press conference. They're like, oh no, what in the Adam Gase did we do? And look at them now. They're the odds-on favorite on FanDuel to win the NFC North. Look at what has happened in the Motor City over the last two seasons. First season, didn't really matter about win-loss. They came on late. Uh, they were putting up a whole bunch of points. The defense was terrible. Draft aid Hutchinson. Draft a couple different guys, draft an offensive lineman. Now Jared Goff is leading the odds-on favorite to win the NFC North after trading away Matthew Stafford. He didn't never won Jack. It can be done. And it can be fun. And look at week 17 last year, week 18 last year. Sunday night football, I believe. People watching the Lions keep the Packers from the playoffs. And that game, people rooting for the Lions, not just because they, didn't, they root against the Packers, but because they were genuinely rooting for the Lions' success. What world are we living in? A world where things can change if the right leadership is put in place. And that, if the Cardinals run that trajectory, I mean, I did not have that on my bingo card as the kids say. This is a new lease on life for this organization because the old regime is out and through one game, and again, this is all the data that we have, it feels different. And going into the season, win-loss isn't going to matter, unless it does. I mean, if Kyler Murray comes back in week four or something, or Clayton Toon becomes the next great, whatever. I mean, chances are, Win-loss record will not be the metric for success and growth in 2023 for the Cardinals, and that's okay. 
what we saw Saturday night felt different. It wasn't a step back. And as I've said for a long time with this organization, anything that's not a step back is a win. Lockdown Cardinals, your team every day. So I'm going to talk about Clayton Toon. For those that listen to the podcast every day, as you know that I am team Clayton Toon starting week one until he proves that he's not an NFL caliber starting quarterback yet or anything close. Until he proves he's Nathan Peterman, you start him. And I don't really understand the argument for the other side. I just don't. There's no world where starting Colt McCoy is the right idea here. Until Clayton Toon proves he's not really capable of being somewhat of a suitable starting NFL quarterback. I'm going to hit him next set. Well, not, I'm not hit him. I'm going to discuss his, sorry, Clayton. I'm going to discuss Clayton Toon's performance and what it could mean for the future of this team. Next, Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. August is here, and you know what that means. The official start of fantasy football drafting month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is our one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Remember, Underdog Best Ball Mania Tournament, $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. So. Again, go to underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. Sign up with promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code Locked On. Second segment, Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Everydayers, thank you for being you. Thank you if this is your first listen. You want to come back for your second. It's fun. This is a fun show. I'm not going to blow rainbows where they don't belong. If something is not so great, I'm going to discuss it as it is and not just put a positive spin on it just to do it. Sometimes having an honest conversation about, you know, topics and conversations is the best medicine instead of just expecting, oh, no, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Sometimes it's not. And we witnessed that over the last handful of seasons uh, in varying degrees. Clayton Toon. Didn't start great. Came on okay through a touchdown pass. Looked fine. What you want to see. This goes for all rookies and young players, I guess, but really rookies in this in this respect because the Cardinals have so much riding on this draft class as pertaining to filling out the roster for the future that you want to see rookies look like they belong in the NFL right away. Not excel necessarily not dazzle nothing like that but don't look lost and sure a lot of young players takes a couple years for that for the game to slow down for them it makes sense but from the quarterback position it's kind of like a does he look like he belongs situation and clayton tune looked like he belonged right away he didn't look the game wasn't too fast for him he didn't throw four interceptions the one he did throw rondo more tripped like he was completely inaccurate. He couldn't complete a pass uh, in the flat. Uh, his deep ball looked good, as as we expected, and he's mobile. 
You know, it like he checks the boxes and he had a really good second to last year in college where Houston was ranked and they won 10 plus games like and they lost to they lost to um, they lost to Cincinnati in the conference championship game, I believe. And Desmond Ritter. Like. He looked like he belonged, like he had played a lot of football. Because he had, I think he was there six years or something, Houston. So numbers aside, because numbers are great. Like, say he went 15 for 17 for four touchdowns, it would matter exactly the same amount as the numbers he put up, actually put up on Saturday. But I was looking for a couple different things. I talked about this last week, and I'm continuing to talk about it now. I was just talk, looking for poise. But more than poise, because that comes with time, comfort. And it, it, especially in basketball, you'll you'll know, like if I, if you've listened to me or watched me for a long time, you know that I, I do bring in basketball analogies from time to time. It's like if a dude was scoring 30 a game in college and he comes in small school, you know, comes in and he just looks comfortable on a basketball court. It's because of all the reps. It's just muscle memory. It doesn't matter. The person's probably played against players better his entire life. So he's just like, that's what it is. With Clayton Tune, he came in and he looked fine. He looked fine. He over he overthrew Greg Dortch a couple times. Maybe he's not used to throwing to pseudo undersized wide receivers as much. Like this stuff, that's all cosmetic. What he was able to do was have control over the offense. He wasn't having to call timeouts. He wasn't having to, you know, I, I don't know. He wasn't taking unnecessary sacks. Like things that you'd expect rookies to go through. And I'm sure he'll go through it in the regular season. And I know he's playing against twos and threes. I know it was the first preseason game. Like, I get all of that. Having said all of that, one thing remains true. The Arizona Cardinals offense, their skill position players have pop. Even with DeAndre Hopkins gone, they've got some pop. Zach Ertz has been active. Well, he's now set to return. They just have to activate him off, off the PUP so he can be ready for week one. That happened today. Even without DeAndre Hopkins, skill position players, Hollywood Brown, Rondo Moore, Greg Dorch, James Conner, Trey McBride, uh, uh, Zach Ertz, you know, Michael Wilson, who we'll talk more about in the final segment. They've got pop. They've got speed. They've got breakaway ability. Any screen could be taken to the house by any of those wide receivers. Colt McCoy can't unleash that pop. Clayton Toon can't. And is it going to be messy? Sure. Is he going to turn the ball over a lot? Sure. Does it matter? Not really. Unless he goes six for 15 for 46 yards and four interceptions, two games in a row, let the kid rip. Because he can rip. Colt McCoy cannot. And in a very fragile time for the Arizona Cardinals organization as pertaining to not only gaining new fans, but hanging on to the ones they got, exciting supersedes Colt McCoy a thousand times out of a hundred. So when I was looking at Clayton Toon on, on Saturday, it was more big picture. Like, can he start? That's going to be the question. Can he start? Is he capable of starting and not embarrassing himself in the organization? Because a lot of times rookies just aren't ready, especially one to draft in the fifth round like he was. He's not necessarily the same fifth round draft pick as others. And this is in no way, I will say this a lot too, Brock Purdy doesn't exist in this conversation. This isn't like, oh, it's a Brock Purdy effect. Yeah, everybody will. I think Brock Purdy is going to be a surprise for a lot of people because I don't think he's even close to what he showed last year. 
So that's not this. Clayton Toon was poised. He was under control. He threw the ball away when he needed to. He used his legs when he needed to. And he was on target on a couple tough throws. So is he ready to start week one? I have no idea. We're going to need to watch the next couple games. But for me, I'm giving him the lion's share of the, of, of the, of the reps. You got to get Colt McCoy in there, obviously, because it's a new offense, everything like that. I get it. And I, they're going to run the ball a lot more. It's going to be a lot more wide zone, a lot more two tight end sets. Like, it's just, it's Cleveland football. But having that base with the controlled wild card of Clayton Toon's ability with his mobility, et cetera, could be an incredible concoction until Kyler Murray comes back. Plus, it'll give Drew Petzing and Jonathan Gannon a look of what this offense would look like closer to what Kyler, how Kyler Murray would run it as opposed to Colt McCoy, who's just a pocket quarterback. <clears throat> so for him, I thought it was a great debut. People saying he sucks just like you can't look at this in any other way than is this guy comfortable on an NFL field so far so good. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. What about the rest of the rookies? Not bad at all. I will discuss all things rookies not named Clayton Toon next as we roll on here. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by a fan. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. One of my favorite ones to do, and I looked to see if they did it, was you can go and parlay every division winner. So you can make an eight-team parlay, and the odds are incredible because the season just started. You put like two bucks down. You can make a couple thousand. It's wild. And FanDuel got you covered with that. And you could, you know, use your bonus bets for that as well. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Final segment, Locked on Cardinals. Alex Lancey here. Thanks for hanging out. It's been lovely. Um, you can check me out. Again, like I was last week on the Bleacher Report app, doing the post-game show after uh, the Cardinals game. Uh, just join me. Just I'll, I'll put the link out. Um, but you just download the Bleacher Report app and just send notifications for Arizona Cardinals. You'll see my big dumb face on the app. It's fun. Come check it out. The other rookies balled out, too, in so many words. Paris Johnson Jr., B.J. Ogilari didn't play. Garrett Williams didn't play. John Gaines played sparingly. I don't think he was played at center. I think he was playing left guard. Um, if it, it or I think it was left guard. Um, Michael Wilson. So with Michael Wilson and Paris Johnson Jr., let's start with Paris Johnson Jr. first. Paris Johnson Jr. was tasked at defending. Is it offending? Like not talking mess about, but offending, blocking Randy Gregory to start the game, and he did. Started a right tackle for Kelvin Beach, and Kelvin Beach started on the left with DJ Humphreys out. I've talked a lot about this. 
also, rookies, and I said this with Clayton too, rookies, you'll know if they're going to be a star pretty much right away. It's not always the case. They can become stars later. But if there's star power, a lot of times you're like, oh, yep, sweet. Cardinals got one. Uh, through one game, you saw that with Paris Johnson. He played, I think, two or three series, didn't play a whole lot, but he had one blow by by some pass rusher. I don't know if it was Randy Gregory, but Cole McCoy got out of it. Um, but he looked good. They didn't discuss him. It's a beautiful thing. When you don't discuss offensive linemen, you know they're doing a good job. Uh, Michael Wilson had two catches, had one impressive catch uh, that was for a first down. Sean Payton, of course, challenged it because he's an egomaniac and always has to win, uh, even though he hasn't won a whole lot, which is interesting. Um, had one great catch, toe tapped, and it wasn't like a sideline toe tap, but he caught it, had looked down, had both feet down, hung out of the ball, had another catch. I think he had two for eight yards. Like it wasn't, it wasn't great, but ran good routes. Uh, he looks like an NFL player. He's big. You know, that's what the Cardinals need. And it's awesome. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I rarely put my fan hat on. I didn't fan, fan hat. Dang it. Fan hat. Nailed it. Um, it was fun. It was fun to watch. They were fun to watch. The Arizona Cardinals were fun to watch. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not sure what to do with my hands. It's kind of like that. It's, you know, early on, it's just like, wow. It's just different. They ran the ball a lot. Corey Clement looked good. Like, I don't know where he's going to be on the roster. He's been serviceable. Like, if they want to truly do a run by committee, poor Marlon Mack who tore his Achilles. Like, if it's him, Keontae Ingram, and James Conner in opposite order of the depth chart, cool. Corey Clement can do both. He was good in Philly. Um, they wanted, he was there. I think he caught that touchdown pass in the back of the end zone from Nick Foles, one of the most miraculous catches. I think sports science did a, did an expose on it after, after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. He's been around, he can ball, you know, um, he looked good. He was the lead back. And um, I don't know. They were just fun. It's going to be a much more boring offense because it was like, I mean, a lot of the time last year and the years before it was like every offensive player just blindfolded put a blindfold on and just ran an offensive play. That's a lot of what Cliff Kingsbury's was. And this is going to be a lot more regimented. It's going to be a lot more boring, a lot more play action, you know, things like that, like what winning NFL teams run. And sure, they'll be spread it out, huck it. I mean, especially if Clayton Toon starts. The offense changed a little bit with him because there's just more flexibility than with Colt McCoy in his, you know, 16th year or whatever, his 14th, 16th year. Overall, it felt different. And anything that feels different from what we've experienced over the last handful of years is a win. That's why the preseason win means nothing. And it also means everything because the Arizona Cardinals are officially different than where they were. Alex Nancy, Locked on Cardinals.